0: Welcome to the Kabir Naik show, a show about breaking down the most important news of the day for people like me who don't really enjoy watching traditional news. You can count on me to keep you up to date with what's happening in and around the country and help you make sense of the news. Today you'll need a cup of chai in your hand cause we are talking about the story of chai and how tea wasn't widely drunk in India before the British came. But then the Opium Wars with China happened. Today thanks to the British, India is the largest tea producing country in the world after China. The British not only introduced tea plantations in Assam and Darjeeling but also initiated tea production in other regions in the northeast, north and south of India. The growing British consumption of Indian tea encouraged constant expansion in the industry. The number of plantations increased. By 1888, the export of tea from Assam, Darjeeling, and other mountain regions to Britain surpassed that of China. Arupke Chatterjee writes, By 1888, Indian tea exports into Britain were over £86 million, pounds, exceeding China's £80 million. Pounds. Author Erica Rapport mentions in her book, A Thirst for Empire, How Tea Shaped the Modern World 2017 that the virtues of Indian tea were extolled in Victorian London to highlight China's backwardness and deceit. Large volumes of adulterated Chinese tea were seized by the customs and thrown into the Thames. In contrast, Indian teas were advertised to be more wholesome and aromatic than Chinese teas. They were declared to be purer, stronger, cheaper and better in every respect. The Darjeeling and Assam varieties were packed in ostentatious wood boxes and sold by tea stores in London. Back in India, the British government's decision to introduce tea to the Indian consumer came much later. Philip Luttengurf, in his essay Making Tea in India Chai, Capitalism and Culture for the academic journal Thesis 11 Critical Theory of Historical Sociology, in December 2012, wrote, Tea was intended solely for export to the west, though it passed through the port and after 1861, the auction market of Calcutta, where a tiny fraction of native population, principally the Bhargolok elite as well as office babus employed by British firms began to partake of the foreign beverage produced by steeping in chai pots, and usually supplemented by hot milk considered essential to reduce the bite of the strong liquoring Assam leaves and sugar. However, the fluctuating auction prices at London and the inherent difficulties of long-distance transport would occasionally make the planters and the officials of the British East India Company muse over possibility of a domestic market for the product. In 1901, Viceroy Curzon, commissioned an experiment to introduce tea to Indians in select areas. But despite modest success, the effort was abandoned in 1904. The Indian Tea Association, founded in 1881, mentioned in its annual report that despite three years of effort, the results were not good enough to indicate a promising market in India. An already well-established cultural preference for other traditional beverages like sherbets made the general public balk at the prospect of trying it out. Latangur further mentions advertising during the first three decades of the 20th century was largely aimed at residing Britishers and the Anglophone elite who aspired to their lifestyle. It celebrated tea as a natural product of colonized and tamed jungles, raised in geometrically arid and manicured gardens and picked by dark-skinned subaltern women, who offered it as a gleaming white table to equally white consumers. As long as the financial returns from the exports were profitable, there was little inducement to pursue domestic market that would inevitably yield a lower return. Viceroy Curzon introduced the TSESS bill in 1903 to tax the Indian tea trade, raise a fund, and promote marketing. The TSESS committee made a sporadic and small-scale attempt in public sector when used to promote tea. The first and most important place where these experiments were conducted was the Indian Railways. Not only were free cups of prepared tea distributed to the public at Howrah Railway Station in Calcutta, but paper packets of tea of such quality that would not find any favour at auctions were sold to them for one piece. A monetary unit of a very low denomination in the British Empire. The British method of brewing tea by pouring boiling hot water into tea leaves by a china teapot, straining the liquid into a teacup after it had brewed, and adding some milk and sugar to it, was also demonstrated to the public in the tea stalls. Was also demonstrated to the public in the tea stalls set up in railway stations at Howrah. Despite these efforts, by 1930, only a small fraction of the Indian population had developed an affinity for tea, and more than 90% of the crop continued to be exported. It was only with the onset of the Great Depression, which began in 1929, that the domestic market suddenly began to seem more appealing. International tea prices dropped sharply in the early 1930s, by 1935, planters were faced with problem of unsold surplus tea of more than £100 million. Around this time, the TSES committee was reorganized as the Indian Tea Market Expansion Board, a precursor to the present tea board of India. Armed with an expanded budget, it embarked upon the largest and most aggressive marketing campaign in the history of Indian tea industry. Lutangov detailing the campaign writes, Tea propagandists were now dispatched in hundreds, sometimes in motorized tea vans equipped to dispense millions of cups of free tea and comparable numbers of peace packets and to display colorful vernacular language signages produced by leading commercial artists. Enamel placards were put up at railway stations, markets, and festivals that not only advertised tea and its health benefits but also gave detailed instructions on the correct British method of brewing it. Demonstration teams were also present at the places for the same purpose in 1930 and 1940s. Vehicles decorated with large kettles traveled to the urban and semi-urban areas of Bengal to advertise tea and demonstrate its method of preparation. Tea was now touted as a medium of women's awakening. It was advertised as a progressive and empowering tool for smart modern homemakers who understood the importance of good nutrition and domestic hygiene. The Indian Tea Market Expansion Board urged factory owners and office managers to offer afternoon tea breaks to workers that would result in a more alert and productive workforce. Keeping in tune with the spirit of independence movement, tea was now championed as India's national beverage that unified the country's diverse religious, linguistic and caste groups. The campaign created tremendous awareness among the public about tea. The marketing strategy of offering free samples of prepared tea and low-price single-use packages was also successful and with it was adopted by private tea companies like Bond, Lipton and Atosh & Sons. Bond cards would travel around Calcutta and make free tea for those who were interested in trying out the beverage. Free samples of packaged tea were also distributed by those two companies in the villages. Unsurprisingly, with so much advertising, drinking tea caught on with the locals of the city. Bengalis began calling it Cha. Unsurprisingly, with so much advertising, drinking tea caught on with locals of the city. Bengalis began calling it Cha. On witnessing this growth in tea consumption, many local entrepreneurs ventured into business of selling tea, inspired by British local vendors armed with stores and kettles, began selling tea on the platforms of the historic railway stations at Howrah, and even on the roadside serving the beverage in small glass tumblers. However, the majority of the locals made tea by boiling the leaves with sugar, milk and spices like pounded ginger or crushed green cardamom pods. The quantity of milk used in the preparation was far more than the British could have ever imagined. It has been difficult to trace the source from which the method of tea making originated, whether it was the roadside or the railway platform tea vendors or the overburdened homemaker, but It horrified the British because they had failed to teach Indians how to make the beverage the correct way. It was only the city elite who made tea the British way and the variety that was preferred by the method was the champagne of teas. Since Darjeeling tea is light-colored and thin-bodied variety that is best taken without milk, it also made no sense to boil it with sugar, milk, and spices. It was too fine to upscale the quality. Darjeeling tea also has a shorter harvesting season and is produced in smaller quantities. All of these factors, along with the fact that it is better in quality, have made it more expensive one. In contrast, Assam tea has always been more accessible price-wise and the preferred variety for most who make tea the Indian way. Thank you so much for hearing and keep drinking that wonderful tea.